Grab your fucking grills, get your beers, and have a happy Father's Day. Hello everybody, welcome to this special episode of Beware the Board, a horror podcast where we watch a randomly selected horror movie every week. I'm Bob. And I'm Ben. Happy Father's Day, Ben. Yeah, Father's Day. Woo! It's totally when this is being recorded. You really, you take the wind out of my sails sometimes when we record this show. It's fun. <sighs> Maybe for you, man. Maybe for you. You know, neither of us are fathers. None of, uh, that we know of. I don't have any, do you have any kids? I'm definitely not. I'm definitely not a dad. It's a lot more questionable with you. You make it sound like I go gallivanting around. More than I do. Okay, that's, okay, fair enough. I'll give you that. But I'm not like, it's not like that, bro. Calm down. Anyway. <laughs> oh, my Lord. So, we're recording this after work because we have to because, um, you know, we're very busy. If you haven't noticed, this is the third movie in a row that has come out this week. There'll be one tomorrow, too. So, four in a row. Kind of making me sweat a little bit, but it's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Bob's going to be fine. editing this episode day of release. Probably, but it's okay. So it's almost like we forgot about Father's Day. <laughs> if the outtakes sound like Bob is like, ah! that's why. Yeah, I'm a little stressed out, but it's okay. Everything's fine. So I just want to talk about Father's Day before we get into the movie because, you know, oh, okay. I don't know what the movie is. Do you ever do anything for Father's Day, Ben? I actually do this on Mother's Day, but I thought I'd you know start asking this to give a little bit of holiday background. I guess. What do you mean you guess? That's a yes or no question. Do you ever do anything for Father's Day? Yes. Hey, you answered it. Nice. Wow. Well, you said I had two options, so well, I chose one. You can't say I guess. What do you mean you guess? I mean, I guess I do sometimes. Okay, it's not like an every year thing for you? I guess. You are pissing me off. I wanted to bring up this little fun fact about myself because I think it's very interesting. and It, it only comes up around Father's Day. I was born on Father's Day. Like my birthday, the year I was born fell on Father's Day. Oh. Yeah. I was going to be like, your birthday isn't on Father's Day this year. It's not, because Father's Day changes because it's like a set day of the month, and the months change every year. It's already happened not by the, months, the time the days, this yeah. episode's coming out. It's true. I'll be 23 when this comes out. Wow. Wow. So old. Yeah, man. I'm an old I'm an old geezer now. I mean, my, you know what? I might need to retire soon. <laughs> you wish. I fucking do wish. You're God poor. Bless. <laughs> huh? You're poor. Yeah, you're poor too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, man, I really, I'm really enjoying working full-time hours at my part-time job while trying to make this podcast. It's really, really great. I'm having a fantastic time. Yeah, oh, that's God. not great. Work has been long lately. Pays it well. just kind of sucks. That's all. I just wanted to ask you about Father's Day. Okay. So what movie are you watching, Ben? Because um, I guessed, and I was wrong. But you guessed. I guessed like two days ago. I said, are we watching Father's Day for Father's Day? Because we watch Mother's Day for Mother's Day? Oh. Yeah, no, we're not doing that. Thank God. I hate that movie. See, I don't like, hate that movie. It's a it's a weird movie. I think I told you this at the time. Father's Day and Mother's Day are fun holidays to watch movies for because it just has to have a good mother figure or a good father figure. Fair not enough. good, but like a good father figure character or a yeah, good yeah, mother yeah. figure character. So it's super open for what I can choose. So I decided to get like a movie um, that seemed interesting. I haven't actually seen it. I've, I've heard things about it. So okay, that's this interesting. This should be a fun experience. Uh, I enjoy watching movies you haven't seen on the podcast because it means we're going in not blind, but we get our first reactions together. Well, I well, I'm always a little less blind than you are. You're always a lot more blind than I am. That that was wrong, Bob. You said I'm more blind than you are. Be, you know what I mean. I you knew what I meant. I did. 
but any wrong. Anyway, so we're gonna be watching Frailty today. I've never ever heard of this. Woo. <laughs> All right, it's a 2002 movie. Oh, okay, early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, description here: A man discusses his upbringing under a religious father. Oh God, that scares me. It's uh, an hour and 40 minutes long. Ugh. <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm ulling. I, it's not because I'm afraid. I don't want to watch long he's, movies in the morning. He's afraid of the time. The time, because I got to do stuff for Father's Day later today. We've consistently had an hour and 40 minute long movies. Recordings. Or two hours. Yeah. Anywhere for, from an hour 45 to two hours. For our like early morning stuff. It sucks. Because it means we spend more time. I get less sleep, and it's sad. All right. It's uh, rated R. Thank God. Review scores. IMDb gave it a 7.2 out of 10. Okay. Tomato meter is a 75. It's not bad. Audience scores a 78. Okay. Pretty, it's above 50, but below like 80. So pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good range. I'm excited then. For awards, it has five wins and 16 nominations. People liked it. It got nominated. I didn't write this down, but if I remember right, Fangoria gave it a best script award. Oh, oh, great! And it won that one, so... I'm Look, I'm so excited to get a good movie. Not that the last movie... Well, you will have heard... <laughs> one yeah, what came out ones. yesterday? Uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween. Okay. It was fine. It's fine. 2007 Halloween? 2007 Halloween. Because it's fine. just called Halloween. The Haunting came out Friday, and that's a kick-ass movie. I don't know. You didn't seem to like that one. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. You know what? <laughs> anyway. Okay. Notable actors. Bill Paxton. That name is so familiar. Uh, you should know it. Uh, he's playing Dad Meeks. He's very famously, at least for me, Private Hudson in Aliens. Ah, okay. You haven't seen that. But I know I, I know a little bit about Aliens. Just a little bit. Because Not enough to know who that character is, though. I've seen a lot. How do I explain this? Spoilers. Very, spoilers, yeah. Spoiler stuff. All right. Uh, Matthew McConaughey Whoa! Oh! as Adam Meeks. No, this is not. Th- no, that's not. That's not this movie, right? What? All right, all right, no, all right. No, that's not right. that movie. Okay, good. He has done that movie, but yeah, uh, he's also Cooper and in Interstellar. I've heard that's very good. Yeah, I really like Interstellar. Uh, it's a very good kind of hardish sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Super cool in theaters because oh, the yeah. music's really good, and hearing that on like surround, like super bassy IMAX like speakers. Super fun. Fair enough. Uh, he's also more relevant for this podcast, Vilmer and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation. Oh, he's in Texas Chainsaw. I didn't know that. Yeah, one of the sequels. Okay, that'll be cool when we get there. Which is, he does something in that movie that I... Detest? Oh, no. I love it so much. Oh, okay, I think good. it is probably the best part of that movie. Awesome. And when we get to that movie, I'll point it out when he does it, because it's so... It's just so beautiful. Okay. Uh, Powers Booth as FBI G- FBI agent Wesley Doyle. That sounds familiar, that uh, name. He's played Joshua Foss in Sudden Death. Mm. Uh, he was also Gideon Malik from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. from 2015 to 2016. He was on 11 episodes. That was his last acting role, too. Okay. Uh, he I didn't see Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in 2017. But the name is very familiar. Uh, Matt O'Leary as Young Fenton. That name's also familiar. We're bringing it back because we we were here just yesterday. Oh, in a very similar franchise. 
Uh, he was Gary Giggles in Spy Kids 2, Island of the Lost Dreams. Oh, okay. Because Spy Kids, yeah. Machete. Yeah. Machete and also the kid from Spy Kids. <laughs> yeah. Who got, well, yeah. Uh, Jeremy Sumter as young Adam. He was Peter Pan and Peter Pan, the 2003 one. Uh, probably the one you watched as a kid. Maybe. You ever saw I Peter watched Pan. animated Peter Pan. I did not watch. It was, well, it's I'm not the it's animated action. Peter Pan. It's a live action Yeah, one. I didn't watch that. I watched the animated one. And it's not Hook either. I've never seen Hook. I've heard great things about Hook. I've never watched it. Uh, Luke Eskew as Sheriff Smalls. He's like an old Western actor. Uh, he played Boss Paul in Cool Hand Luke. And then finally, Cynthia Ettinger as Cynthia Harbridge. Uh, she was also for Officer Jacobs in The Silence of the Lambs. <sighs> I haven't seen that. Not like a huge part in that movie. Uh, but this is a fun one and why I wrote her down. She was Betty Black and Tenacious D in The Pick of Destiny. Oh. Jack Black's <laughs> mom. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Awesome. I love that movie. You just like Tenacious D. I do like Tenacious D, damn it. It's a good band. It's a good band. I'll stand by that. Why are you putting your... Why'd you do that? Like, what? You pushed up your glasses like you were about to rip my ass over something. No, they were just falling down. Okay. Why are you attacking me? Because when you're about Why to... Why are you being mean, Bob? When you're about to rip into my ass, you always go... No, I just, I just enjoy Tenacious D. I do too. Yeah. I knew that. I thought you were about to rip on me and say they were a bad band or something. No. Okay. Uh, director's Bill Paxton. Oh, I didn't know he directed stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Um, he's also directed the greatest game ever played, 2005. Uh, the writer's Brent Hanley. He didn't like write a lot, but he did write the short uh, Day 73 with Sarah. Okay. In 2007. It's pretty short. It's like uh, how long was that? Say 16 minutes or something. That's fairly short, Pretty yeah. Short. I watched it on YouTube. Uh, budget's estimated at eleven million. That's not so bad. And the box office was seventeen million, uh, four hundred twenty-three thousand. Okay. So, not like a success. But not a flop. But it turned out. Yeah. Like they, they didn't make money, make money, but they they made more than they spent. They made more than they spent. Uh, country of origins, United States. Tagline: If you've never sinned, you've got nothing to fear. Ooh, man, religious trauma is something that I, I we've not talked about on this podcast. Ooh, let's movies about steer that. clear of that boat. I don't know how I feel about it. Well, we're going to talk about it in this movie, I assume. It sounds like it. Nah, we'll just avoid it. <laughs> I don't we'll know. Be like, we'll be like the guys on the t- Titanic. We'll be like, iceberg ahead! <laughs> and we'll steer clear safely, and nothing will go wrong nothing ever. Nothing could ever go bad. <laughs> <laughs> I got two facts, because... This is something I actually want to talk about. When I do research on films, I don't have Blu-rays in advance, right? Yeah. Because of the way we do this podcast and, like, our turnout speed for, like, how long it takes to order Blu-rays. Yeah. Versus when I know what movies we're watching. And what that means is I don't have access to, like, information on Blu-rays, mm-hmm. which is where a lot of information from movies are. I see. And so I have to, like, really what I look at is more information that's in the public sphere and then i can for the most part certify makes sense so when we get to films that are less well known it's a lot harder to find facts without access to a blu-ray or something so it's a good example of a movie where it's like i don't have much because it's not really in the conscious fear of influence so not a lot of people are like let me research this and then post this on the internet yeah that makes sense uh but my two facts are uh, this movie is the Bill Paxton directorial debut. Oh. 
So okay, this, this is his first, first film. Film direction. Okay. And uh, also, at the time of production, this film was Lionsgate's largest investment into an in-house production. Wow, that's actually quite cool. Yeah. I, they make a lot of like in-house films now. Yeah. In current day, at least. But I guess well, in 2002, they didn't really. I actually don't know how many in-house films they do nowadays. I think that... They do a lot of films, but I'm not sure how many of them are in-house. I think a lot of them are, from what from what I know, which isn't a lot. <laughs> Could he be talking out of my ass? I don't, I don't know for sure. But from what I'm aware of, I don't think they actually, like... They still, you know, have people produce films and then they distribute them and shit. Oh, yeah, that's but a lot better. But I know better. that they make a lot of stuff in their own house now. Like, in they have their own, like, uh, lot and stuff. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. I didn't know. Uh, I only know this because the writing strike's going on. And I heard about it. Fair. Well, at the time, this was the most expensive one they did. That's cool. I'm. It's really interesting. Uh, the reason I know Bill Paxton, my dad really loves Aliens. <laughs> That's I've never fair. seen it. And he talked to me about it all the time. Dad was like, he'd be like, we should watch this. And I was like, I watched Alien and it scared me to death. No, I yeah. won't do it. That's all I got. Okay. Well, I guess we'll see y'all after the movie. Hi everybody, welcome back. We just finished watching Frailty. I don't really get the movie title now that I think about it. I hadn't really considered the movie title when I was watching that movie. What did you think, Ben? I want your thoughts, since you've never seen it before. I think it was good. Me too. I liked it. It was it was very well written. Yeah. That, that's a good takeaway. The writing was very, very good. Uh, what I will say though, one of those movies where you should go watch it. Yeah, go watch it. I don't want to say anything. Like, I do want to say some things, but I don't want to... It's really... We're going to try and be very spoiler-free, I think, in this episode. Yeah. We kind of have to, which means it might be a little short. Sorry. Yeah. Because there's not a lot to cover. But go watch it. Like, right now, I'll tell you, it was pretty good. Yeah. But go It's worth the watch, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely worth the watch. I About halfway through the film, I was like, this movie's fine. By the end of the movie, I was like, okay, this is a great movie. <laughs> like, oh my god. There's uh, some funny outtakes, too. I had a little freak out at one point. Well, because... <laughs> there was something that I called in my mind and didn't say it out loud. So and then you, it happened. He's just making it up now. I'm not making it up, you son of Because if I said it, I would have ruined it for myself. I know. But you're um, making it up. And then it took that thing that I called and extrapolated greatly upon that. And I was like, I didn't expect all this. <laughs> so, you know, it's pretty cool. Alright. Um, I guess. Should we, like, get into... What the movie's about? Yeah. Yeah, I think we should... I don't know what to cover. Like, well, that's your job, actually. I'll let you deal with it. You got this. Yeah. I guess the way I describe this film is basically most of it's set in a flashback. Uh, Matthew McConaughey's in the present day, and he's talking to a FBI agent. Um, and he's basically talking about his life as a child. That's really what the movie's about. Yeah, mostly. Like, the Matthew McConaughey stuff is, like, a framing plot to set up this style of storytelling and to have Matthew McConaughey be a narrator. Um, but the premise for, like, the flashback story is that essentially, like, this family of three, so the dad and the two kids, Ben and Adam, live, like, a pretty simple life in Texas. They're all pretty happy until one day Bill Paxton hears a voice from above and it's like the world has been corrupted by sin and needs to be saved. And he's like, I'll do my best, Lord. And then, yeah, that's it. You don't want to say any more than that? I don't know what to say more than that. I'm going to be honest right now. 
it's really hard because this movie is so it's all about the fact that this dad has really good dad. He's a good dad. Like that's established really early on. It's the three of them. They're pretty happy. Um, it's a single parent household. Yeah, it's just the dad and the but two kids. He's a he's a good dad doing a a good job. He's really trying and really trying, especially for 1979. He's very emotional as a father, which is not necessarily common, especially for Texas. Yeah, but he's really religious, and the whole premise of this movie is he gets these visions that are like, "There's demons among us. It's your gotta, job to kill them. Got to destroy the demons. Sorry, not kill, destroy. He's very adamant that he's never killed anyone. Yeah, he's got to destroy the demons, and it's basically this idea of you need to be like this holy avenger. And so the whole premise of the movie is, <laughs> is this dad insane? Yeah. Or is he getting these visions, mm-hmm. and they're real? I, uh, I, uh, I want to say stuff, but I don't want to ruin this movie. Yeah, there's there's not really much I can say of because half the movie is that question, but also it's not even just that question. It's what extents is this man willing to go to because yeah. of these visions? Yeah, on like blind faith, and it, so getting to see that and the shock value behind it is the movie. Yeah, and it's also like an exploration of. How much will his sons commit to this thing with him? Yeah, because it's not just him having these visions. It's him having these visions and then being like, well, boys, this is for our family. Yeah, this is a family activity. (laughs) It's like family game night. Yeah, except it's family. Go kill these demons. Sorry, destroy They're not killing demons, Bob. They're destroying them. They're destroying demons. They're not killing anyone. Which, if you couldn't tell, um, the demons just happen to look like people. And have human names. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. Really. Like, all jokes aside, it really is that the setup's very similar to that game. Yeah. Or, which is also a reference to, you know, actual religious stories. Yeah, the religious, like, allegory throughout this movie, including in the writing, is very good. Mm -hmm. There are lots of, like, religious references, lots of, like, small writing things that just make sense when you read it from a religious perspective. Yeah. It's very good. I can definitely see how this would get an award for screenplay. Script, yeah, because it's it's written really well, uh, both dialogue stuff, but also just how things are executed. I thought it was pretty tight writing overall. Uh, Matthew McConaughey does a good job, yeah, both as a narrator and as a character actor. Mm-hmm. It's and really really good. This film does one thing that I think is very hard for films to do, which is having a narrator character because that's a fine line the toe between show and tell. Mm-hmm. For sure. And this film does a great job of having the narrator in there to give just a little bit, but not so much that it's annoying. Yeah. It, the narrator's not overbearing. He only shows up when you need him to give a little bit of information to set the scene for the thing, and then it just plays out. Yeah. And it, it doesn't ever tell you what's going to happen, because you kind of know because of what's been happening the rest of the film. But it's like, the narrator will just be there in the middle of a transition to be like, this thing, and then it moves on. Yeah. And it's really good. I think it's a very good use of a narrator as a plot point. Aside from that, I think there's some interesting cinematography stuff. I think there is some really, really pretty shots in this movie. Pretty shots, yeah. Some things are very well shot. I think my only major concern with this film overall was some of the acting. Ooh, which one? What? Who? Some of the kids sometimes. Yeah, the kids were a little much. Because they were just kid actors, and sometimes they didn't pull off everything at the same level as all the other actors in the film, which made it stand out. Yeah. Because it's like some of these actors are doing some really, really good jobs. Mm-hmm. Especially uh, Matthew McConaughey, but also Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton, too. He's so fucking good. And 
So some of the kids would do something that was a little bit more emotional, and they wouldn't pull it off all the way. But I'm not upset by that. Like, it stood out. But it was still good acting for a kid actor. It was yeah. just their kids, and they don't really have that emotional range. So it's not a big deal. Fair enough. you have anything hmm. else to add that isn't spoilery? spoilery? Yeah, that's the damn. thing. Well, with that description, I don't. I will say that I think one of the best parts of Bill Paxton's performance in this film is that while he is a religious zealot, <laughs> in my opinion, in this case, yeah, he's still attempting to be a good father. Yeah, and you can tell that he. How do I put this? You can tell that he believes in everything he is saying, but he also wants what be- what is best for his children. And it's such a fine line to toe throughout. And it can make him very scary. It can make him very scary. This is not a horror film. I would say this is a true crime film, kinda. It's very different from what we normally watch, which is kind of refreshing, I guess. But he does such a good job at towing the line between what God wants him to do and what is best for his children. And it's very good. Same with the FBI agent. I think the FBI agent, like, while you don't see him a lot, he's pretty solid. Yeah, he's really in the framing story. Yeah. Matthew McConaughey kills it. I think... Yeah, he kills it, dude. Yeah. Matthew McConaughey, I think, did the best job in this film. Overall, I mean, Bill Paxton did great, but Bill Matthew McConaughey so does just a great job narrating and just his brief scenes we get to see him in. Mm-hmm. Really, really fun. If we don't want to spoil yeah, anything. Yeah, see, I'm in that point where it's like, this is, this is again, one of those films where it's, you really should go watch it, so I don't want to say anything. Oh. But I do want to talk about it. So I do want to talk about it, Me and Bob might have a conversation afterwards. <laughs> Okay, can we... <sighs> I got some facts, I guess. But you have facts. Okay, thank God. I got, God. like, two. Well, that'll make the episode... Because I feel bad giving such a short one, but, like, I don't have anything to say unless you want me to spill the beans. Because the beans... Nah. Are the, ...are the protein of this movie. Bob really wants to talk about the back half of this film. Because like, it's... Well, how long was this? An hour... 40? Hour 40. Bob wants to talk about the last... 20 minutes. 50 minutes. 50? I'd say 50, yeah. Well, okay, I guess if... Yeah. yeah I'd yeah. say 50. Well, uh, since we're not going to talk about that, I guess I'll just share. I've been banned. I've been shadow banned. Banned by the Dark well, Lord. It's, this is a thing where, like, we give spoiler warnings, and we're like, don't listen to this. And we know people are going to listen to it anyways. <sighs> yeah, yeah. And I don't like ruining movies. Yeah, this is one of those movies where I don't want to ruin it because if you gonna want to, if you want to go watch it, just go watch it. It's the experience of seeing like how far things go. Yeah, the escalation, like, and it's it really again starts to escalate halfway through. So yeah, you really just want to watch it. I'll give a warning before we get to the facts. I think uh, this is some. This is a positive. I think this movie is excellently play, excellently paced. I, I thought of something to talk about, so I thought I'd bring it up before we get to the facts. Okay. Um, this movie's very well-paced. Yeah, something... I didn't feel bored the whole time. No, because every single time you think that you're getting bored, it does a switch from either back to the past or back or into the future where that's currently taking place. And there are very different settings and places, so it feels fresh when you get there. This movie's also super, super, super good at transitions. There were so many moments where they would hide a transition in something else. Or a transition would happen, you wouldn't really notice, and then you'd be like, oh, we're back here. Like, I think whoever did the transition work in this and, like, paced it out, very, very good job. Yeah. All right. Now we can talk about facts. Yeah, I, I also don't have a lot. 
Well, but, at least the facts are something, man. Yeah, something. First thing, uh, the film is set in Texas. I think we've talked about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we said that. Um, and the like three probably biggest stars in this film are all Texas-born actors. I didn't know that. Bill Paxton, Matthew McConaughey, and Powers Booth, who's the FBI agent. I mean, that makes sense because Matthew McConaughey's accent is definitely from Texas. You've heard that man talk. He sounds like he's from Texas. Yeah. But yeah, both all three of those. Well, that means the uh, FBI agent's accent was like probably Real. just his accent. That's yeah. what he sounds like. Because when the movie started, I was like, what is, it? what is this accent he has? <laughs> oh, it's Texas. Yeah. It's real. And the only other thing I have is that there is a weird shot, apparently, in this film. I didn't notice it because I forgot to look for it, but I heard this. So, you know, cannot confirm because I wasn't paying attention. Uh, but apparently, near the end of the film, there's a shot in the present, like in, in the, the modern day, so in the... Matthew McConaughey time scheme in which you can see the actors for like Ben and Adam as children like on scooters going by oh I did see kids on scooters drive by at the end yeah and I was like well okay just kids on scooters I wasn't really paying attention to see if they were Adam or Fenton but that's funny so it's supposed to be I think like a weird Twilight Zone kind of thing that would make sense okay if we have nothing else to talk about I guess we'll go ahead and move on so there are three or two facts we can head on to reviews yeah i guess since we're not gonna spoil stuff yeah uh or recommendations i mean so i say reviews recommendations close enough who goes first me or you me you do me you me usually yeah true crime at least i don't know if true crime is the right word i guess it is true crime because this isn't a real thing that happened but it is like a crime movie you know it follows like an fbi agent it's like a crime story makes sense to me if you like matthew mcconaughey Really good performance from him. Like, really, really good. I really, really enjoy his performance in this. If you want... How do I put this? If you want a movie where child, their children are, like, the some of the main characters, I guess, like, child act, children play a huge part in this, and the child actors are, like, around for a lot of it. So if you want a serious movie with child main characters, I think their, their reaction stuff is very interesting because they're child actors, and it's very cool to see them... In a very serious situation, I guess. When most children's movies, they're in wacky situations because they're kids. Or like, you know, children's adventure movies. I like I like them in this. I think they're... <sighs> seeing them put in situations where they have to make choices is cool. So I like that. I think that's it. What you got? I don't know. I think it's uh, an interesting film if you want to see something that's like... I wouldn't even say true crime. I don't know how like, else to describe it. I would say memoir-esque. Because that's essentially what it is. Is this a person talking about their life? Oh, um, yeah, okay. Kind of reminds me of the narrative framework for, like, Forrest Gump. Oh, yeah, okay. I can see that. Um, so if you're kind of into that thing, it's a it's a good watch. Uh, if you want to see a film that focuses primarily on child actors, it's also pretty good for that. But, I mean, I think the big thing with this film, if you couldn't tell it from, like, the review so far, is it's psychological. It's all about this question of, like, is something real happening, or is this just, like, schizophrenia or, like, brain tumor-induced, like, what? Madness, I guess yeah. would be the word. But, yeah, I mean, if that sounds interesting, if you want to see kids in that situation, it's a good watch. Yeah. I also just think it's just a interesting movie. Like, it's, it's something that I've never—it's refreshing because it's something I've never seen before. Like, it's, it's such an interesting— how else do I put it? It's 
it feels unexplored in a way that I've never, because I don't watch a lot of movies, I guess. So I've never seen a movie do something like this, so I liked it. It felt it felt fresh. It felt new, you know? Fair enough. And I guess, finally, if you just like Bill Paxton or Matthew McConaughey, they both do a great job in this. So check it out for those reasons. Um, on that note, do you want to give your review? A rating. Or rating, whatever yeah. it's called. Ah, here's where I'm stuck. I like this movie. I think it's very, 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 very good. But I don't think I can give it a five. I don't think I can. Mostly because, and I guess this might be like... Nitpicky? N- not nit... Well, kind of nitpicky, but like, I called some stuff without even like really having anything. I just knew, which is a, a part of good writing. But another part of good writing is like, I guess I didn't really get it until it happened. Hmm. Four and a half. I'll give it a four and a half. I think the actor's performance has killed it. I think it's interesting because I've never seen anything like it. I think, like, using child protagonists, I guess, as the main focus of this film, super cool. It's very interesting in giving the situation that they're in. I think the debate on whether or not their dad is seeing things that are real or just having some sort of, like, I don't know, tumor or schizophrenia-induced, like, visions is super interesting because it the kids are put in this awkward situation of, do we listen to our dad, who we know and love very much because he's a good dad, or... You know, they're in a moral dilemma, which you don't see kids thrown into a lot, which I think is very interesting. And I think they do it very, very well. Yeah, I think four and a half. I don't want to say too much because, like, no spoilers. All right, I'm going to give it a four and a half as well. Uh, like I said, I don't think the film's perfect. It has some issues. Just with, like, again, some acting because it's very kid actor-centric um, with high emotions at parts, so that isn't pulled off well. And also, I don't know. It just isn't perfect, but, like, five's a very high bar. However, it goes above and beyond what it should be. Like, you don't expect a a story like this to be necessarily, like, the greatest. This idea of, like, oh, it's a happy family, and then the dad goes crazy. Or does he? That's not, like, the most complex plot ever. It's not a lot to work with. But because of how tight the script is and how everything's shot... And, like, the acting, they really do pull it off very well. All right. I guess I'll go ahead and warn you here, but I'll warn you in a second anyway. You don't want any spoilers for this film. Skip the outtakes. Because there's going to be some in there. There's going to be, I think, quite a few in there. And I we tried to avoid as many spoilers as possible while talking about it. But some of the outtakes can't really avoid the spoilers. So if you don't want anything spoiled, I'll tell you, future me will tell you in a second where to go to. But just be ready to skip around the episode a little bit. So I guess we'll see you guys in a minute. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the outtake section for this episode of Beware the Board. I hope you're enjoying our view of frailty so far. I think this movie is super freaking cool. If you want to go watch it, go watch it right now. Super, super good. Highly recommend. But if you don't want any spoilers from the outtakes, please skip to... 34 minutes and 24 seconds immediately. This next clip is Ben reacting to me and young Adam both really liking peas. Oh my god, there's so many peas. I love peas, man. (laughs) Me too, dude. (laughs) Me and this kid know what's up, bro. Bob, you always identify with the kid characters. Peas are so good. I'm not sure if it's concerning or not. (laughs) You apparently are very childlike. I love peas, man. They're like so good. Peas out of the pod, peas in the pod, Mm. peas. 
This next clip is Ben and I's reaction to Papa Meeks finding his holy weapons. Oh, no. Oh, yes, Bob. Not the axe, bro. Oh, but it gets better. The gloves and the axe, though. Do you see what the axe's name is? What does that say? I couldn't read it. Otis. This next clip is Ben and I reacting to Adam saying he'll tell on his dad for quote-unquote destroying the demons. He'll tell. Got him. Yeah, you. <laughs> You'll get executed. Yeah, this is Texas. I know. They'll put Firing the, squad. No, 1979? They'll, they'll put him in the chair. The electric chair. <laughs> I, I was expecting any other chair, Ben. You didn't have to... Sp <laughs> They'll put him in the chair. The prison chair. The prison chair. <laughs> the chair full of Legos. The chair he's sitting in right now. Oh, no! This next clip is me making another killer joke. You don't want to run away? You want to keep helping your dad kill these people? I don't think he buried that right. He didn't. Who he doesn't? He's a demon slayer. Good anime. <laughs> Shut up, Bob. <laughs> this next clip is Ben and I reacting to Fenton delivering an amazing line to his father. That's a religious thing. Oh, yeah. What, is seven, seven day stay rest? So it's six day. Seven, seven, ooh. I think seven days is the day of rest, yeah. Nope. <laughs> there it goes. Here comes no the way, he's going to do it again? Yeah. That was such a hard answer, though. That was, that did go hard. Has God spoken to you yet? There is no God. The kid's starving to death. Hi everybody, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the outtakes. If you, you listen to them. <laughs> yeah, if you skipped them, hi, welcome back. Do we have any announcements, Ben? No, we got think uh, we do. Halloween 2, which is Halloween 2 2009. Nine. Not to be confused with Bob's favorite Halloween. Halloween 2 from 1981. Oh, the fact that you know that is surprising. What? I know a lot of things, dude. I'm telling you, I I'm telling you, a lot of stuff that gets like said on this podcast gets ingrained in my noggin, and it's a problem because now I just know a bunch of fun facts about nah. horror movies. These facts go in my brain and then they pop out the other side until I have something that triggers them, and then they're all back. Uh, I wanted, to, I'll stop myself. I was, about, I was about to dox myself, but it's fine. I won't. <laughs> I won't say that. Anyway, <laughs> I have no idea what you're gonna say. I'll tell you after because you'll laugh really hard. Oh, if we, oh, if you're announced that, I don't think there's anything else. So, well, we announced that at the beginning of the episode. That wasn't really an announcement. Yeah, it can go in the announcement section. Whatever. Go watch this movie, by the way. Go watch I this know, movie. I know this review kind of petered out at the end because we were like, "What do we say?" And then we got really low energy. You, I had a great time watching it. I had an awesome time watching it. Oh. Be a great film if we do a re-review at some point. Absolutely. With the we can actually talk about some of this stuff. There was like a solid 15 seconds where my mouth was open and I was just looking at the TV like, they can't see that. Never mind. Anyway. So sorry if that didn't come through. Yeah, sorry if my pog didn't come through the mic very well. 
Well, if you have any other announcements, and other than go watch this movie for fuck's sake, it's so good. Um, if you couldn't tell from both of us giving it a four and a half, check it out. Check us out on Twitter, at Beware the Board. It's where I post updates about the show. Anything you want to know about the show goes on our Twitter. On Mondays, I post a spoiler post for that week's worth of episodes. It'll be a tweet with a hidden picture that is a movie cover. You can reveal the movie cover to see it so you can watch a movie before we do. So whenever you listen to the episodes, you don't get any spoilers. It's pretty sick. And also, you kind of know what we're talking about when we're being really vague about shit. On Fridays or whatever day I post an episode, or an episode goes live, sorry, I post a link to the episode so you can click on it. So if you ever miss an upload or wondering when something went up, it's all on our Twitter. It's our main place where information about the show goes. You know, wherever you get your podcasts, so that means Spotify, Apple Podcasts, other places. Uh, We're also on YouTube if you want to watch us there uh, for whatever reason. If you are watching us there, it's a great place to, like, support us, you know, like, subscribe, smack that bell for them notifications. It's actually a good way to keep track of when we release stuff because we release true at the same time on there as we do everywhere else. Yeah, it's all set to come out all at the same time. But the best pl- part about YouTube, and this is also a thing for Twitter, is it's a great way to communicate with us. Absolutely. Um, we do read the comments. Uh, I think we have, what, <laughs> one at this point? Well, yeah, the sadness. one, but it looks like my friend Brian is crying for help. <laughs> and it's not a cry for help. It's him letting us know to go watch a movie called The Sadness that I think he said is like a Taiwanese horror movie. Yeah, we talked about this last time. Yeah, we talked about it, but I want to check it out. It looks cool. But point being is that great place to tell us movies we should watch. So if you have any suggestions, uh, please be an angel and give me a list of names. Ooh, that was good. I always, every episode, I I get excited to see how you're going to tie in the movie to the outro. That was a good one. Some of them are like, meh, good one. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Yeah, that was about Bill Paxton's visions, by the way. <laughs> we didn't explain that in our review. Oh, we tried. But there's an angel in some of these visions. It's a pretty sick angel. Sometimes it looks like it might be a, a bowling trophy or something. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, my Lord. The only last thing I'm going to talk about, check us out on TikTok. I've been posting clips from the show on TikTok. I need to get back on it. I haven't posted one in a minute. We've been really, really, really busy. Dropping four in a row this week. It's I don't have time to make TikToks right now. Also, 8 a.m. So it's 8.30 in the morning. I'm not going to stay up any longer and make TikToks. I'm sorry. But I will post more soon, hopefully. Because I think a lot of these newer episodes don't have TikToks made from them yet. And I want to cut them down so I can put them on YouTube as well. YouTube Shorts so we can have both. But they're coming. I'm working on it. I'm sorry that there haven't been one, hasn't been one in a while. It's just it's a slow process because it's a whole separate thing that I have to do on top of everything else. But I think that's our last thing we need to talk about. So I think that just about wraps us up, right, Ben? I guess. All right. Uh, I guess we'll uh we'll see you guys next time. See ya.